Welcome back, everyone. This is the Beer and Sash Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Ballard. And you know how we do it here on this show. Open up some fine music. Like fine wine at an hors d'oeuvre party. You gotta, you gotta open with something. So we ready? Are you ready to rock and roll here? Ready to move on? Have we, have we tasted the wine? Have we, have we, have we let it breathe? Are we ready to rock and roll? Alright, let's do this. Today we will be chatting the Philadelphia 76ers, my hometown team. Let's do this. Yeah, well, here's the thing, everyone. The 76ers looked great in the beginning of this season. They looked, and they were really, in reality, they were a top team in the Eastern Conference. And they looked they looked amazing. They could they could go they could make a deep run in the playoffs. And now as the season is kind of shaping along here and we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, the real Sixers, so to speak, are kind of starting to crawl out of the woodwork. I, I guess you can say. Um, they've the team has lost five of their last eight. And Andre Goodall is missing for two of those, two of those losses. Um, but I think that pretty much this season and the inconsistency the team has experienced can kind of be summed up in the game they played last night, uh, which would be Friday, for those of you not listening to the podcast, on Saturday here. It was, it was Friday, March 30th. They played the Washington Wizards. And, uh, well, let's see. How, how, can I, how can I describe this game without, without overdoing it? Let's see. The final score. Let me just let me just put this in context here. The final score was ninety-seven to seventy-six. The Wizards beat the Sixers. Now let that soak in for a few seconds here. The, the, the Washington Wizards, who are one of the worst teams in the NBA, beat the Sixers by almost. Well, actually, no. In fact, they did. They beat the Sixers by thirty-one points. So. Yeah, let that one let let let, let, let that soak in for a few seconds. Now, this team, this Sixers team, you know the 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 advantage of having a team with no superstars. Like, okay, Andre Iguodala is a superstar. I'll I'll say that. I'll I'll amuse the people who are or who who believe Andre Iguodala is a superstar. He's a superstar, but not having a scoring superstar, uh, you know, in in games like this. It kind of shows that when your bench and when your role players are not on their sorry, they lost by twenty one points. My bad. I'm terrible at math. I, I admittedly I suck at math. Um But what we're looking at here really is a team that A is struggling down the stretch and and B they're a team that really it, it's being it's being proven almost every night, every night the Sixers take the cores, they need they need a scoring superstar and and as much as I love Doug Collins' team basketball, where everybody's contributor and you know so on and so forth, you know it, it it only works to an extent, and you have to have the pieces. And I'm sorry, but you know the the, the reality is that the Sixers need a superstar, or or not even this. Not I'll I'll downgrade it. I'll downgrade it from a superstar to a volume scorer. Is is what the Sixers need. Um, the, the, this listen, listen to the numbers of, of how many points the, the Sixers scored in each quarter. In the first quarter, the Sixers scored 15 points. The second, they scored 21. The third, they scored 26. In the fourth quarter, they only scored 14 points against the Wizards. 
Now, you know, I, I, I watched this game up until halftime, and at that point, I'm pretty sure the Sixers were down by 25 when I turned it off at halftime. And up to that point, you know, the, the, the offense was flat, the defense was mediocre, and John Wall was playing like he's back in Kentucky. So the Sixers were, were, were pretty much doomed from the get-go. The team just looked bad from the get-go. And it snowballed on them. It, it just it snowballed. And that's what seems to happen with the Sixers. When they get down in games, not just this one, but in games in general this season, when they get down by, by a medium margin, I'm talking about by 10 points or more, the team almost gives up. And not and not directly to the point where they're not trying, but it's just stupid stuff. Like they're gonna have easy offensive rebounds, like um, on free throws. Uh, John Wall misses a free throw, and Nene snags the rebound over Spencer Hawes. You know, just stupid little things where it should have been a one point play and turned into a three point play because Nene, Nene gets the rebound and gets the putback. And I mean that's it's it snowballs, and this has been an issue of the Sixers this entire season. And now that it's kind of grinding, it's, it's the grinding stage to the playoffs. Um, it, it's starting to rear its ugly head more and more as the team becomes. I mean, Sixers are a young team, but you know, unfortunately, they're not totally impervious to the wear and tear of a condensed season because that's what's going on. I mean, they're they're worn down, and unfortunately, there's not much of a let up between now and the playoffs. And right now, um, as of this exact moment in time, as I record this podcast, the Sixers have lost the lead on the Atlantic Division, and that's that's not good. Yep, they lost it to the Boston Celtics last night. The Celtics are riding a four-game winning streak. Whew! Four-game winning streak. They're getting hot at the right time. And the Sixers, like I said, are five and eight in their last. Have had five losses in their last eight games. So um, not great for the Sixers. And a, a little a little known number that people are seemingly forgetting about the Sixers is they are great at home. The Sixers are eighteen and ten at home, but on the road they're below five hundred. They're ten and thirteen on the road. And anyone can tell you anyone anyone in the NBA can tell you you do not win in the playoffs unless you win on the road. I li- listen to this team, the Chicago Bulls. They have the I believe yep they do. They have the best record in the NBA at forty two and eleven. Okay, they are ten and one in their division. They are twenty one and five at home, and they are twenty one and six on the road. Now that's just insanity. That is just absolutely insanity. That that that's bigger than insanity, even though it's not getting the attention it deserves. The Bulls are a nasty team, and um, I, I don't want to digress so far here that I'm getting off topic. But you know, the Bulls definitely deserve some attention because you know they're forty two and eleven. They they have eleven losses this season. Uh, I mean, the Miami Heat are right behind them at 37-13, and 13, and they're right behind them, but they do not have six road losses. The Miami Heat have 11 road losses. They must have doubled the amount of road losses. The, the Bulls. It, it's ridiculous. But back to the Sixers here. You know, I, I think, I think that, that there's, cer- there's certain aspects of the Sixers that are really solid, like their bench. The bench is really solid, and um, the team is filled, is staggered with role players. And, um, you know, that's, that's great. It's, it's great. It's a great team build. Unfortunately, the Sixers' closest thing to a volume score they have is, is Lou Williams. And, you know, Lou, I love Lou. I love him. He's, he's clutch most of the time, but, but he can't do it all. 
they they need a a volume scorer, and Lou Williams coming off the bench cannot do that. He he's not in the game enough, and and frankly, he's he's not consistent enough to be to be given that role. And um, I really think I I know that that Philadelphia fans have been tooting this horn for a long time, but I'm gonna toot it again. I really think the Sixers missed out on the boat to get Monte Ellis. And I don't know if Trey and Andre Wadala would have been the best the best move. I, I, I don't really know. But I, I mean I, I'm not really sure what would happen to the team if he traded away. Because Andre Wadala's defense should not be overlooked. His defense is amazing. I mean he's he's an amazing defender. He's one of the best in the NBA. But his offense leaves something to be desired. His jump shot is miserable. His his driving ability falters at times, and with and with this tendon, is it is it tendonitis? I'm not really sure what he has in his knee. Some sort of knee problem. You know, he has to he has to be delicate on it. You know, I mean, he missed he missed two games because of it this season. So I, I think he's missed six games this season in total because he's missed two in a row last um, in, in his last stretch of games. So um, it's not it's not a great situation with Andre Wadala, but you know, Monte Ellis could have been that scoring threat. And of course, it's too little, too late now. So really, no point in talking about it. But what the Sixers have to do here moving forward to make it in the playoffs and hypothetically at least advance past the first round. At least advance past the first round. And, that, and, that, and that's all I want. Unfortunately, it might be Miami we, that the Sixers have to play again. And that's... No, 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 wait. No, no. Well, maybe. Maybe. The Sixers have to play Miami. And if that's the case, then we're pretty much done. But, 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 if they play any other team... I, I mean, I think the Bulls would probably be a disaster. <laughs> I think the Bulls might be a... Uh, you know, I remember saying at the beginning of the season, I think that I thought this. I thought the Sixers could make a run against the Bulls in the playoffs. Now, looking at it, um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so certain. I'm not. Um, you know, the Sixers don't have that closing ability, and they really don't have the playoff experience. But um, before they even get to the playoffs, just in the now, the team has to turn around this losing streak. That this this weird slump they've been in. They have to get production. You know, they, they have to get their shooting numbers up, which have been abysmal this past few weeks, and. Most importantly, they had to close out games. The Sixers just let off the gas in the fourth quarter. They just tapped the brakes or something. It's, it certainly has nothing to do with Doug Collins, because Doug Collins is, is just as energetic in the fourth as he is in the first. You know, Doug Collins is doing his best to get those guys motivated and to keep them playing, but it's like some, some sort of mental issue with a team where they, they just don't try as hard in the fourth quarter, and they've lost games that way. Not specifically this one against the Wizards, but, you know, I, that, that just falls back on my point of inconsistency. This team's inconsistent. You know, right now they have the, they, they have the seventh seed in the playoffs, and, um, you know, like I said, they'll be playing the Miami Heat. And if that's the case, you know, we all saw what happened last year. The Sixers stole one at home, but don't expect that to happen in the future. You know, just don't expect that to happen in the future. It's, it's you know, the Miami Heat are, are, are arguably the best team in the NBA. Even though the record doesn't show it, they might be. And the Bulls are right. The Bulls are right there too. You know, the Sixers got to play the Bulls or or the Heat. Says a lose lose. You know, um, but this season, you know, to at least finish the season strong. Nothing else. Give the fan base something to cheer for. You know, they they have to start closing out games and they have to start t- taking smart shots. Not those. Not Andre Iguodala pulling up. You know, for three point shots when he's triple covered. You know, um, he doesn't do that often, but there have been times where he he is double covered. And he thinks he sees an opening, so he pulls up from the three point, you know, for a three pointer. You know, well, the fact of the matter is, he's not, he's not, he's not a jump shooter. You know, the guy's, the guy's jump shot is hardly passable. <laughs> I mean, I, I take my chances with him go, driving to the rim and getting it, you know, trying to get the contact over. It, but then again, it falls back on his knee. You know, his knee's an issue. So, the Sixers are in a bit of trouble. Um, 
Uh, I mean, honestly, like I, the only thing I think of that they can do is just try to try to not let off the gas. In games, this Wizards game, it was it was a mess from the get go. But there are games where the Sixers are in it up until the fourth quarter, and then in the fourth quarter they blow it. They have like a five point lead, like oh we got this once. They just t- you know let off the gas, and the team comes back in and it wins by four because because they, they, they thought they had it won. You know, it's the the Sixers are a tease. The Sixers are a tease team, and, yeah, and most most Philadelphia teams seem to be this way where they they look great on paper and they play great. A couple of games here and there, but but when when it, when it boils right down to it, they are not championship caliber. And I don't think anybody thought they were championship caliber this year. But a playoff run was definitely in mind. And um, with the way they're playing right now, they're not they're not going anywhere close. Um, and before 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 I jump off this right now, I, I'd like to send out a special uh, special a special shout out, I guess I should say, to Elton Brand who. Really, has been playing lights out for the Sixers. I mean, Elton Brand's been playing like he played back at Duke, and um, you know he's been a huge part of the Sixers' success. And I am so glad that he is finally back from from all those injury problems he had. He's finally back, and he's starting to play with the real Elton Brand we all know. So, Elton, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being back. And um, one last shout out, just a quick one before we wrap this up right here. With some more um, fine music, some after, some um, what's well, not hors d'oeuvres? What would that be? Be dessert wine? I'm not even sure that's a thing. But one last shout, out, Evan Turner. Thank you. You've been playing very well as well. I uh, I'm I'm very proud to see Evan Turner finally starting to show show up and come into his own, so to speak. And uh, he's finally adjusting, I guess you would say, to the NBA, and that's great to see. So let's wrap this bad boy up with some more music. What do you say? Thanks for listening. This is the Beard and Stash Podcast. I am your host, Troy Ballard. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy Ballard. You can check out the site, www.beardandstash.com. Thanks for listening.